good Sunday. Hello Sunday. from the other side. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the man that pays the bills and makes sure the lights stay on the boss, BJ. Good morning. Also with the man that loves Adele and now he, he loves Adele. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, because I was going to say something that was real offensive. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Midnight Rider, first and foremost, gentlemen, how y'all doing? B? 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 Uh-oh. Well, well I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, yeah. I'm not going to start any trouble today. Well, I plan on uh, starting this off right because, like we said before, it's a new day in D.C. Right so. now is all we got. You know what I'm talking about? The greatest opportunity in the world. Yes, sir. Today. You understand that? We don't even know what yesterday got for us. You know what I'm talking about? Because it's already gone. Tomorrow, too far away. What about right now? What about right now? Huh? Huh? Would you give it all up for me right now? I got you. Huh? Let's go then. Right now is all we got. You know Let's go then. The greatest opportunity in the world is found in today. You understand that? We don't even know. I know we're going to You know what I'm talking about? Because it's already gone. Tomorrow, too far away. What about right now? What about right now? Huh? Huh? Would you give it all up for me right now? I got you. Huh? Let's go then. Right now is all. Man, if that don't get you started, I don't know what will. What's going on, Ross? Glad you could be with us this morning. Uh, now, we've waxed poetically, as the Midnight Rider calls it. We waxed poetically about the past. Uh, we yeah, hey, talked about you the gotta, past. You got you to you wax poetically. It's something that Midnight Rider does as a poet. You know what I'm saying? Waxing poetically. Go ahead. I'm sorry. However... We need to talk about what's what's uh, uh, along the future. Uh, but the, the boss BJ wasn't able to join us on Thursday to celebrate the sale, so he didn't get his drinks up. So I'm gonna toss to the boss BJ, okay, off break, and I ask him, "What do you think about the sale of this team?" Uh, as a supporter, not a fan, but as a supporter of the Washington Commanders, do you? get happy about this absolutely absolutely i've i've lived in this area my entire life i know how much this team whatever their name is means to the fans i've seen this city at the top when this team is at the top i've seen the buzz when the team is doing well this this team is this city this area is this team there, there is the, the you know the Nationals will have to probably win a couple more World Series and be a dominant for a while. You you just what they had, what they built, especially under Gibbs, is dynasty. You know, and and none of the teams in this area have gotten to that. I don't think I have gotten close to that level. So, to see the partying, to see the celebrating, and it's it's just it's it's is um you know you 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 want to as a human you want to feel bad for dan snyder because he's seeing all of this stuff and it's just hard to do so 
you know, just just from day one, how he treated North, you know, how he handled the the RG three situation, you know, you know, um, um, what's the GM name? Uh, I forgot his name. Charlie Castley. Not Castley, the one that got fired for quote unquote drinking. Oh, Scott McLuhan. Scott McLuhan. That all these different situations, how the stadium looks. You know, um, just the fan experience. You know, you when 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 you're working under bad management, bad ownership, bad balls, supervisor, whatever it is, the after a while, the whole organization takes that tone. And you can see it when you walk in FedEx. It's not the you don't get that feeling. You know, you're there because you support your team, but it's just it's not the same as it was yesteryear. But I'm just, hey, as a supporter, I'm, I'm glad to see this. I think that, uh, and I think I know that the new ownership, they're about winning. They're about fixing what's wrong. I think one of the things we talked about before this happened, I said that one of the things that makes you a really good business person, you just don't go acquire a business you study it and figure out what's going wrong with it. Cause you have to have a plan before you go get this business. You have to know what's going on before you go get it. They know about the name change. They know about um, the allegations, everything in the papers. They, they know about all of this stuff. Can you and the they intro? know that. Um, yeah, just do the intro. Oh, oh. What <laughs> intro? What <laughs> intro? You forgot the mute button. You didn't talk, you didn't talk it all up now. now. I want to know what's going on now. Oh, shit. My bad. I wasn't oh, supposed to. Man. I hit the stop cam, but I hit the um. You gotta do it now, cause they don't hurt it. <laughs> they heard the whole thing. Man, okie dokie. What, what other show you gonna get extra bits on? We should charge. This should we cut this out and put this on the uh, patron patron account. Cut this out. Cut this part out. We we gonna we gonna charge for this, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joshua Conti, and tonight my client, the undefeated, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion of sports talk, the Midnight Rider. Oh, hold on, that's. That's that's not fair. I want an intro now. That is not fair. <laughs> oh man, this show right here, man. Oh, what was I saying, KG? What was I saying? I'm sorry. You were talking about um. I don't even know what you're talking about. Business wise, I was. I know I probably backtracked just a tad, but business wise, Josh Harris isn't stupid. He knows what's right. going on with this franchise. They've done their research before they even thought about putting a bid in on this. They know what's going on. They know the fan base is flat, just for lack of a better term. And uh, I think that it was a really good gesture calling into the radio station to buy everybody a beer. It's like, that's not going to repair everything, but it's a great start. It's a great start to see that, hey, I actually care about y'all. Dan Snyder, I don't think Dan Snyder has ever done anything like that. You know, because, you know, we've had ideas of how to get the fans back in. You know, it's not going to cost him too much of anything, and nothing was done. Um, 
but it's it's good to see. It's good to see Magic dancing to Go Go. You know, um, just and I said this before, just having Magic here brings like it, it it puts glitter on things. It makes you forget about things for a minute. It gives you that. It's a good smoke screen because everywhere Magic went, he's won. Magic knows how to run business. Josh Harris and, and, and his his boy, they know how to run a business. And they know that they have to turn this around. It was good seeing all the alum. Um, it was a couple of missing. I don't know if uh Riggins is gonna come back at all until they change the name back to what they were. I don't I think he's firm on that. I would like to see him there. I was he there? I don't think I seen him there. No, he wasn't there. Okay. I think he's firm on his stance that, that he's not a commander, he's not a Washington football team player, so that's you know past him. But it, it, the guys that showed up, you could just see the 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 light on their faces. You could see the you know the you know the the the, the shirts they gave out that that didn't have the name on it, just said alumni, whatever it said. It, it was just a couple couple of details in that that was like, okay, I think this is going in the right direction, and this is good to see because. You know this franchise, what it was, it should still be some type of powerhouse. We, you know, it kind of fell behind. You know, we should be talking about this franchise when we talk about, you know, uh, Pittsburgh. I'm talking about a long-term dynasty. There's been a dynasty since forever. That's had a couple seasons off. This this team has had 20 seasons off. You know, you can't you can't you know you lose your dynasty status after a while. But you know, good. It's great to see. Um, definitely, you know, I think everybody's on the edge of their seat to see what the name change might be. I'm not even going to speculate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm drained from name change talk. We, we went through this before when they went to the Commanders. So I'm gonna just wait and see this time. Um, interested to see what becomes of what we talked about before RFK. What maybe upgrade because because that's no time soon. What they're, you know willing to do with FedEx field to make it first class because it's, it's that is it's far from that right now so uh overall happy to see this as a football fan just not as a supporter of the, the commanders as a football fan you're happy to see this you're happy to see the fans partying back in good spirits and this is just, just the start so you you said something and i know i'm probably going to get ripped for this and I don't care. You talked about dynasties in the in the area, and you said the latest was you know the Washington dynasty of the '80s and early '90s, and that was a dynasty. You know, four Super Bowl appearances in what ten years, mm-hmm. but in contention every year. Only thing in the area that rivals that is the bullets, the bullets of the '70s, because they were they were in contention for a championship. Throughout the 70s, they went to the finals, what, four or five times in the 70s? Even went back to back in 78 and 79. Actually, I think they went three times in a row. They were they were a powerhouse. That's the only other franchise in the area that could compete with Washington as far as, you know, dynasties during a decade. And the thing is, Washington was on their way up in the 70s. So think about a time where you had the Bullets and the Redskins winning at the same time. That's that's crazy. And, and Ross is uh 
every year the bullets were contenders yeah yeah they they were a force to be racking with they were i i they you know some people say oh well you know it was plumbers and carpenters and stuff but okay but ross also says if you have shit at the top you're gonna have shit all the way down don't feel bad for snyder at all all this is self-inflicted the reaction this guy shows that there's deep, still deep, a deep fan base. I agree. And, and, and it's not me feeling, I, I guess it's just, it's the way I was raised. Because he's sitting there watching all of this. And I, I don't, I'm not saying I care for him. I don't, you know, because he doesn't care. But, you know, he's watching this and it's just, I mean, he's proved over his period here that, you know, he's just not a good person. You know what I'm saying? He's, uh, I got, I'm going to take my ball and go home. And it's my money, and you're gonna you're gonna dance for me the way I want you to dance for me, type guy. And you know he's proved that over his tenure here. Um, to the bullets, you know that that was before my time. So I would I would love somebody that was alive during that whole bullets run to tell me if the city had the same buzz as when the Redskins was on top in the '80s, and early '90s, and just. Just me knowing what I know, I I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it's probably definitely second place because this this area has nothing else. The Nationals loan championship, the Mystics got a championship, but otherwise they've been futile. Um, uh, the MLS team, I couldn't even tell you what they did. United, couldn't, they they United. won at least two championships, I think. Okay, because they were a buzz for a while, with you know, especially when they came and Freddie Adu and all that good stuff. But there oh, the is seven year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but it, it to me from what I've seen, it's nothing that compares to the buzz of the football team in this area. It's just a different. This this is a it's a different animal. It's a different animal. Um, you know, even now, if the Wizards was to be on top, they would still be in second place to that football team if that football team is making NFC championships, you know, contending and have a serious team. And, and, you know, now they have threatened national attention again. Um, I just don't think – I think even if the Wizards are at the top, they're barely national attention, you know. That's just just how I've seen it. Uh, Ross said the city it was a it was a buzz. Yes, it did. Uh, it was close. Uh, he also says the bullets would draw. And uh, true, the bullets were close. Redskins were far and above the fans' favorites. <clears throat> did you guys see the um the 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 Snyder's? Um, statement as they left out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I saw it, but I didn't even. I didn't, I didn't even read like, it. Read it at all. It's this is like the most Snyder ish thing that you could ever have. Because I I love how they sit on positivity, on their positivity. So it says we congratulate the Harris ownership group on yesterday's unanimous league approval of their purchase of the Washington Commanders. We are we are proud to have built the most diverse leadership group of any NFL team, including having the highest representation of women and underrepresented 
and I mean, I'm sorry, underrepresented groups and the first full time black female coach in league history. We are immensely grateful for to the best fans in football. The command is faithful for the passion and unwavering support they have shown for this team and those who have represented on and off on the off the field. For from the players who battle every week and for that extra inch to those who work behind the scenes to enhance every facet of the organization, we thank you for your hard work and dedication and commitment to our fans, our team, and our pursuit of excellence, and most important to each other, being stewards of the historic organization for the last quarter century has been the privilege of a lifetime. When we purchased the team 25 years ago, Dan was quoted as saying, I'm a fan. Pay attention to that part. A huge fan is that simple. That is a true, that is as true today as it was then. During our next chapter, we are looking forward to spending our time with family and devoting our energy to the causes that matter to us the most, including furthering our longstanding support of breast cancer. That's one thing that came out of the Snyders being involved in the NFL and that's breast cancer awareness month being so big in the NFL. Uh, only problem is the NFL kind of put their boot on it and you only get the month of October. Once November 1st hits, all the pink stuff has to go away. And I, I, that's the part I don't like. Um, so so I'm going to take it back a step. The Snyders have always had this interesting thing of always having their ears to what people say. And if we remember Josh Harris, the first thing he said was, I'm a lifelong fan, but being a fan doesn't, give you or like in some way he said it like being a fan doesn't make it make me a, be, a good owner and, and I, I was worried shocked. about that I was worried about that when he said that because no I loved it when he said it because like it, it was a shot at Dan Snyder it was his way of saying like just because you're a fan doesn't mean you can own the team and be good to the team right now I'm talking about when I heard I'm a fan. Before he right. said what he said, I was like, "Oh, here we go again, another billionaire fanboy." But, but he, like you said, he he followed it up with what he said, though. Right, and I think there's a huge difference between his fandom and Snyder's fandom. I think Snyder was a fan out of convenience. I think Harris, Wales, and the guys in this group. They were fans, and they were real fans. <clears throat> they talked about taking the bus from Friendship Heights and coming to this area. So mm. I think that's the special part of it. He talked about walking down East Capitol. Right, right, right. That, that right there, that's an experience that if you've never experienced that before, it, it was a treat. See, I never had to have that experience because I was always in the – um. I was in lot eight or lot three. So we had a different experience. Uh, 
This is a great one. This is this is a, you know what Ross and Eric Willer like might be best friends because Eric Willer said he gives it eight months before Tanya's done. Yeah, and how long before Tanya divorces him and takes half and moves on? Yeah. So we uh, hey we can start a pool if y'all want. Hey, <laughs> we, we we might have to talk about that. You know, let's uh, yeah. Might- that, that's a that's a WhatsApp conversation. Yeah, because you know that that might be one of the ones where we we build a community and say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put in five bucks, right? And whoever win this, you know, if it goes past the first one, we put in another five bucks. The, every, every time it gets longer and longer, we just keep putting in five bucks to somebody. <laughs> God dang, on this shit might go on for thirty years. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Imagine how much money we could win, but all right. We were talking about the other night things that define Snyder's uh tenure here, right? Right. It's one thing that I forgot. The way he treated Frank Herzog. Only you. The way because you Frank Frank Herzog is a local institution. Right? His famous call. His famous calls. Calls. Touchdown, Ricky Sanders. Touchdown, Washington right. Redskins. That right there, like I use that every time we score. That famous mm-hmm. run right there, you know, whatever he said, I mean, come on, man. But, you, you know, you let him go in favor of Larry Michael. I wasn't a fan of it. I I, I became a, a Larry Michael supporter. I pretty much liked him. I mean, because he was, he was everywhere. He was good. But the way you did Frank Herzog. Yeah. I watched that dude on TV my, my whole life at that point. And then you taking him off radio for whatever reason? Yeah. And then Ross says, uh, yep, Frank, Sonny, and Sam were the best. Hey, I miss Sonny. I miss Sonny when he rubbed his arrowhead because whenever he rubbed his arrowhead, we got a daggone, we got an a, a interception, a fumble or something. In their prime. Let's say in their prime. Well, Sam got sick. Sam got sick. Sonny, uh, yeah. Towards the end, it, it was ugly towards the end. Um, and I think because of nostalgia, they, they struggled to move on from Frank, Sonny, and Sam. Because it should have been maybe Larry, Cooley, and Doc, um, Doc something like that. Yeah. They had uh when they had Doc on the sidelines, Doc used to get information that nobody else could get. Well, Doc would would jump in because they started phasing out um Sam because they realized Sam was just not all there, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. He was getting sick. Yeah, but Sam Sam was old school. Even if you sick, you still gonna come to work and try to do your job. Right. He was old school. But having Doc and Cooley, like you fumbled the bag with that. You you fumbled the bag because the, what Cooley brings to the table with his breakdowns, and then when 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 Cooley and Doc got to talking, oh my god, that was like pure gold. But then that gold would turn into platinum when you added Sheen. <laughs> like, it, when you added Sheen, no. When man, Sheen no. with, with Cooley in the breakdown, oh my god. That shit, I, I 
would get up at 6 a.m. to listen to that. That was platinum. I'm just okay. saying. I'm just saying. The Midnight Rider said no. He's the only one here that has an introduction. So I'm going <laughs> to lean on his word. That's because you were number six. You were just getting home from work. Oh, uh, you can tell Sam wasn't there, and it was sad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was crazy because, and Sonny wasn't there the last two years. No. Um, and yes, I did like D'Angelo Hall, even though I still hate him for doing the Dion every time he got an interception. But that's like my own mission. Here we go. Um, wait, wait, see, he about to start a whole nother conversation. He out on Sheen, just yeah. a personal preference. Yeah. No, oh, Sheen is Sheen is. I, I I can't get in the Sheen. I mean, I've been in the Sheen for years. Oh God! Like him and Lavero, mm. always loved. Him. I loved them two together. Like him and Doc together. Him by himself at six a.m. Him and mm. uh, uh, Al Goldie. That's yeah. I've I've never and maybe it's the AM sound, but I was never a Sheen guy. Speaking Always. of speaking of radio, isn't somebody leaving going to Virginia? Is it Jackson? Yeah, Scott Jackson going back down south. Yeah, that's what I thought. I saw a press release on that. I, just and, to and, that I, I won't miss him one second. Hey, that's my guy, man. That's yeah, my I, guy. I, Scott Jackson is on the radio. I'm I'm tuning off. I'm I'm going somewhere else, but. Somebody can say that about the Midnight Riders, so I'm not worried about it. See, my, we, my only guy I'm tuning out is is still Mike Tirico. <laughs> that's, that's the only nah, human being nah, I you cannot, got, you got, you know, I cannot Tony listen to. It. Tony Dungy doing Notre Dame football is like the worst thing that the world has ever happened or experienced. Well, I mean, that's Notre Dame football, so what do you expect? Okay. Ooh, low blow. It's okay. But um it's crazy that y'all say that because I mean we're gonna have to have a show just on local radio talent, you know, that's been here in the past and everything, because you know, we all listen to local radio. It's because of the boss BJ that I started listening to 980 so heavy. And I just, I got, we were riding in the car one day. And he turned it on. I didn't say nothing for like 45 minutes. That's a long time for me. And I'm extremely just long time for you. To just, <laughs> the boy was in the seat sweating. You all right over there? But I got hooked. I got hooked. Uh, Ross says, oh. Shane is one of those jump into a big lake of me. He always wants to be the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> That's a great quote. Uh, no, 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 don't cheat me. There you go. Give me that. Give me that. No, 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 no. Bring that up. Yeah. I love Dungey, but he kills my Irish telecast. There we go. Uh, well, see, here's the thing. With Dungey is, is never mind. With Sheen paying attention to Dungey if the Irish was winning. We're actually doing a thing. You wouldn't who's, winning who's just, like, just like here. Just I'm, like I'm, here. I'm, this is getting personal now. Who's your team, BJ? Huh? Don't worry about my team. <laughs> Who's your college football team? My college football team. I'm. I, I'm. You're a twerk. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. You gotta claim somebody. Claims because uh, you're it's, talking it's too much. Terps. Every every college football sport is the Maryland Terps. Everyone. Oh Jesus Christ! No wonder you sound like this. Go go Carton. 
Kool-Aid mixing. I think that's coming to NCA next year. Gotta have the right amount of sugar, right amount of water. Everything. Maryland turkeys. I'm proud of it. Okay. I'm proud of it. But uh y'all win if, if Maryland doesn't win nine games next year, it's a failure. It is. I agree with you. Because they've been in the Big Ten long enough. Not to, even the Big Ten. They they are they have a senior quarterback and who's supposed to be the best quarterback or one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And if you don't win ten games off of him alone, then yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I hate they returning to this because I know we're talking about something else. But no, no, no Maryland, Maryland had a. There was going to be a huge, huge downward learning curve for Maryland joining the Big Ten. Right. Um. What, what was the? Anybody know the year they joined joined the Big Ten? I don't remember the year, but they they got they they got them and Rutgers got screwed over. Because they ended up in the conference or the side of the conference with like um, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and Ohio um, and Michigan State. And, okay, and, and thank you for. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I was trying to pull up when they joined, but when I saw where they landed at in that Big Ten, I said this is going to be this is legit a ten to fifteen year overhaul. Right. You just don't. Snap your fingers coming from, oh, I don't want to say weak ACC football, but it, compared to the Big Ten, we're talking about a weak football conference. And just jump into the Big Ten with big dogs that have national championship aspirations. And, like, they haven't, you know, they've they just been inconsistent. Coaching-wise, they've had specs of talent that, you know, on a good day can't beat Ohio State because the third person Ohio State the third, the fourth bench, the red shirt has started Maryland. You can't you can't compete with that until you get the right coach in there. It's the same kind of the same thing with when you're building a dynasty. The Wolverines, the Ohio Buckeyes, Penn State, those are dynasties. You're not coming in here and trying to recreate the wheel. You have to start trying to get these guys to figure out why they should go to Maryland versus these big schools, and it's not gonna happen. You have to build it up, then you have to have a hell of a coach, and all that recipe hasn't really, hasn't really. It's been on the stove, and they made this pot of greens, and it just is. It, it keeps tasting off for some reason, and they keep adding seasoning. And I think they're getting closer to maybe you know, like you know, they've had their you know the Dwayne Hassan's game when he came back and beat them. They've had games where they've played well against these big powerhouse teams all right but it's they're still missing a whole bunch of seasoning and uh, you know it's you can see it start to come around it's still gonna take a while you, you're talking about the pedigree of college football you have two teams that are the pedigree of college football in the michigan wolverines or house state buckeyes you you just don't pull a team in there and it'd be like, oh, yeah. we Even if they took who, – who was the top ACC team at the time in football? I, I'm trying to – FSU. Yeah, FSU. They would have been get, over here getting their ass whooped. It would have been a shorter learning curve. I think they would have been five years because they were F, they were still considered the FSU at the time as far as, you know, their national presence. But Maryland was always – Maryland was getting their ass handed to them by FSU. I remember – uh, the the Washington Post with Lamar Jordan on the joint crying. Hey, he just got plummeted by FSU at home. 
So, yeah, this team, I, you know, when I say I'm a Maryland Terp fan, I am. But I'm a realist. This team is just, you know, you hope for 9 to 10. But, like I said, they still missing some pieces. And it's going to take a minute to, to, to get there, man. And Ross says I'm an Irish fan, but since – since been have been since I was little, I still root for Merlin to do well, just not against Irish if they play. That's how I feel. I feel the same way. And he says you got to put a, put the ham bone in the greens. That's how you got to sauce it up. That's how you do it. I, I think I think Merlin's problem is they've never had a quarterback um, since Boomer. To be honest, I mean you can have your um, Gilbreth, you can have your um, What's his name? Jordan Tuffy. Who was first? Frank Reich or Boomer? Jordan Steffi. Jordan Steffi. Um, you have your Frank Reich. No, Frank Reich was before. Like Boomer and Frank Reich are like right there in the same spot. Okay. I don't remember who was first. Um, but yeah, outside of those two, like there's nothing else. 2014. Well, is it is Bars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Steffies, your um uh what's the kid what's the quarterback that was under um oh, I can see his face Scott What's the kid that was at um under um Freegen? Uh don't give me the line. I I'm horrible with names. It's like Scott Bryan or Scott something, whatever his name is. But whatever they are, like they they they've had mediocre quarterbacks um, through this whole phase. But I just feel like when you have a quarterback, and I'll say this till the day I turn. Scott, no, I'm um, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to remember his name. No, no, you good, you good. I just think when you have a college team, McBride, There we go. Um, when you have a team. Your whole thing is your quarterback. If you have a quarterback that is established, like I think Tagovailoa or whatever you how you pronounce it, Tagovailoa. Yeah, whatever. Um, like this is your time to have your ten win season, and if you don't have it now with him, then you're gonna go back and live in mediocrity. And I and I agree with that. And for, for the, the example I was putting, the Maryland basketball program was a good program. And you saw them jump into the Big Ten and, 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 the, and the ladies are too and establish themselves well. But the football team is about but next this is nine, next year be ten. So I'm I'm on I'm on train with the Midnight Rider. This has to be the breakout season. This has to be the season where you, you put your foot in the ground a little bit and prove that you're not the bottom of the pack of the Big Ten. You might not can compete still with the Ohio States and the, the Michigans just because of the pure athletes they have. But you have to show face a little bit and have people look, scratching their head a little bit be like, I thought these were the Turks. I thought this was a, a easy W. This this is this is turning out to be a, a little trouble here. And that's, and that's what you want. You just want progress. I just don't expect them joining the Big Ten in 2014. I don't even want to talk. I don't even know what Ruck is doing. I, I thought they – I thought they maybe maybe demolished the school. Have they done anything no. since they've been? <laughs> so Maryland is in better shape than their, their, their best thing has been um, uh, Ron Harper's son, Ron Harper Jr. 
in basketball. It was their best thing. Yeah, they've contributed to the Big Ten. So they just happy to be there. We're just gonna mm-hmm. kick the ball through. We're just gonna kick the ball through the big H. That's that's what they that's where they at. So, Next week they'll be on fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree though. I agree, you know, and uh I love the college football talk. But yeah, I agree. I agree. This year has to be a turning year, you know, some consistency, to make some ground, show your face. And kind of build from there where you can go tell these recruits, like, hey, look, I know that this is my recruiting. I know you can go to Ohio and Michigan, Ohio State of Michigan, and be on TV, and you're more than likely to get drafted. I know this. But, but do you, you know what? That 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 thought process is old now because everybody's on TV. So now it's more so of, like, where can I get the most money from my NIL? When, where can I get I, established – I, no, get that? That I get that, but and KG will tell you, just from going to Detroit and Ohio, uh-huh. just for that little bit of time, this is this is this is family. This is generations of. I don't care where your nil is. You're going to Michigan. You're going to Ohio State. They have a deep rooted hate for each other, and that 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 pipeline right there. If the Maryland Terrapins come in there and trying to get this, almost impossible, unless you're getting the kid that has has issues. You know, not grades, not good. You might be able to grab that kid because they can't get into, or oh, Ohio State won't take them, or Michigan won't take them, or Penn State won't take them. But just be spending two weeks up there, like don't get me wrong, an NIL deal is huge for people living. It's eight nine people in a one bedroom apartment, and you trying to figure out when your lights are getting cut off and what you eating, that's big. I understand that. But these people are serious about Michigan, Ohio state. And I'm just saying, if you, if you can go up there, the, the my thing is like, look, you know, you're going to play for these teams. I get it. Do you want to make your own path? And do you want a building name that you want you come here and do what, what you can do? Cause Maryland, I don't. I don't want to say it like this because I don't want to dis disrespect the players of the past. But they don't have a long list of great players like Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. They just don't have that. So, do you want to come here and have a a, a, a section of the campus named after you? You know, and play great and be 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 the new face of Maryland football, or do you want to go? You want to have sloppy seconds, and that's how I'm, I'm presenting. You know. So- so I, I I see what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but like if I'm the guy walking into Maryland, um, and we're having a conversation, the conversation I'm having is every four years we're going to be good. We're going to be really good. Um, every three years we're going to be okay, because at that point I feel like I'm gonna have a quarterback that's gonna be good enough to get me to. Okay, and his senior year, he's gonna be good enough to have me as great. And 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 what you gotta understand is you're not Michigan, you're not Ohio State, but you're a team that if you're good enough, because you have enough good enough talent pool from this area, where you can be in contention. The problem is you gotta have a better quarterback 
or a quarterback that's going to get you above that and get you into to fighting for these things. I, I don't believe in any quarterback that's at Michigan State right now. Actually, I don't even believe in that coach. So that's why I think Michigan State should, shouldn't even be an issue for them. Um, their only issues are Michigan, Ohio State for right now. And, and, and that's just something I just truly really believe because Michigan State is just so abysmal. And Penn State, I'm sorry, that's who I forgot. Penn State, they're, they're looking on a rookie or a young guy to put them over the edge. But I, I think, again, Talio is better than the guy that they have that they're that miss that Penn State's trying to push over. So I just again I just think it's a 10 win. It's 10 wins or, or we're failures. Okay. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this. It's national championship a bust for Notre Dame, so that, that is. Uh, right now you busting because Hartman. Hartman ain't the guy. I mean, I like Hartman a lot, but what y'all Hartman doing? Get him over the road. What y'all say y'all doing? It's national championship or bust, but that's what it is every year. And and, and what are y'all doing if that if it's that? Hey, we busted. Okay. Okay. I I yeah. I'd have rather had Hudson Carr. Hudson Carr that ended up transferring to Purdue instead of um Sam Hartman, but that's just personal preference. We're going to jump back into the NFL real quick. What does the future hold? And this is where we wax poetically of what the future holds for the Washington Commanders and the D.C. area as a, as a, as a whole. Uh, we got RFK in play right now, and everybody's hopes are high on that. You know, everybody's hopes are high on that. So we, let's 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 just talk about that alone. Um, we talked about it a little bit the other night, and I don't think the boss BJ talked about it. No, he didn't. But RFK, how do you, you you you're an architect? I need you to design me a stadium on the RFK site. What you doing, boss? Um, I'm not touching the armory. If anything, uh, if I'm if I'm Josh Harris, I'm putting up some of my own money. I'm gonna redo the armory. Um, how I'm I'm not sure. Do we keep it the same and have a uh, um, pavilion or something in there and still have it for you know certain events and other things? I don't know. But you redo the armory. You don't touch that. That's historic. You have plenty of space. What is RFK seat now? Fifty-four thousand. Yep. Okay. I I I make a sixty. The seventy thousand mm-hmm. C stadium. That's it. Suites. I, I think that's. A, I think that's generous. Suites, uh, out the out the walls. Nice suites. Nice standing pavilions on each end zone, that are comfortable. Um, and you have the same kind of thing the Nationals have with the outside outside pavilion. You do the same thing, uh, there. Redo it incorporate some of old rfk but modernize it it doesn't have to look the same um but i will have a retractable roof um five to ten thousand parking spaces if that 
I would make everybody come in on Metro. Um, and however you're going to get there, that's how you get there. And trust and me, people will come. People will come. But redo it, retractable roof, you know, and yeah, generous. I would say 60 at the most. 60 at the most as far as uh, 60,000 seat stadium. But I'm, I'm that might that that includes everything. That includes the standing. That includes the suites. You know that includes everything. And you're going to revitalize that area. You're going to have if you do it right. You can have that with the wharf is right now. If you do it right, because you you got you got public transportation in and out of there. People come down there for lunch. People come down there to jog, walk their dog, the whole nine yards. You're going to see a whole different footprint down there. And I think that the the city the city is going to follow the lead of the people, and now that everybody's excited about it because they haven't really been interested in doing business with Dan Snyder. Now that everybody's excited about it, and you got some some blood, new blood in here. You you see Magic Johnson, all the city is seeing is dollar signs now, and they're like, man, we get this in here. You see Magic Johnson, uh, you know. In downtown DC and the wharf and going to, to you know this that and the other oh my goodness that's all they can think about right now so you know I know we talked about this on the previous show I think I think RFK is the number one site now now it, that you've seen what you've seen the other day on TV the fans celebrating and stuff I think DC saw that and then like they they would have to be absolutely insane and if it doesn't happen from the mayor from every council member all the way down needs to be fired. If they don't bring this team back to that site right there, they already have the site. And I said this before, you there's no excuse you can make. Football was already played there. You just have to revitalize it and modernize it to make it work now. That's it. That's it. We have too many smart people, too many good engineers and architects and you know people that, that plan traffic and public transportation yeah, you got too much of this. You know, you might you might go knock on Metro's door and be like, hey, we need you back to help move these people as far as the buses. You know, remember the buses is going to uh the FedEx. You know, I know the lawsuit happened and they and, and Metro pulled out of it, but you you work something out with that. I'm telling you, man, it's a it's a recipe for success. Not Sterling, not anywhere else. Right there, you know by the end of the year have something done and you have magic johnson josh harrison crew with the shovels breaking ground with the ribbon cutting ceremony i'm telling you this city would go into an absolute frenzy if they announced that stadium is going to be redone and the, and the, the, the team is coming back it would be nuts it, it would be almost a super bowl parade I, I and i really believe they would almost be on a level as a super bowl parade the number of people that would be down there, but you got to fight some demons. And, you know, we talked about that too, the people that don't want it there. So you have to fight that and figure that out. But I think they're in a very, very small minority now. Let me, let me, let me say this. Number one, I'm on board with everything you said, the size, a retractable roof, everything. I'm on board with everything you said. Now, the problem that we are going to have is the opposition from the government. But, you know, they're not thinking common sense. They're thinking dollars and cents. But even when they think dollars and cents, they're not thinking about, you know, 
what's good for the city. They think about what's good for them most of the time. Then you also have the opposition from the people in the area, the transplants mostly, because people that, that, that have grown up in this area and lived in that area, they don't give a damn if you put a stadium back there. That's easier for them to get to the games, you know? But if this can go down like this and you get Metro back, you do everything right. The revitalization of D.C. that has been going on for, what, the past 20 years, 25 years? They've been, you know, redoing different parts of D.C. And, you know, of course, we done lost some some, some landmarks. Uh, we lost the Wendy's at, at Dave Thomas Circle earlier this week. So, you know, sad day. Good riddance. <laughs> hey, that's the same Wendy's that was in True Lies. Hey, you know, you know how family got to go to a cutscene. Mm-hmm. This would be the, this would be the cutscene for that Wendy's. Hey, where can I go to get a cold burger, cold fries, and wait two hours in line? I know where I can go. <laughs> pop up right at that Wendy's. Oh man! But uh, if you, for those of us that grew up in this area, you remember as a kid riding through D.C. and seeing burnt-out buildings. Buildings boarded up and things like that, right? Now, we didn't know at the time, some of us didn't, those buildings were burnt out from the 68 riots. Now, you come back, and this is the 80s we're talking about. So now you come back, you revitalize, you put in more jobs, more infrastructure, the city start making money. Now, you put this stadium in there, Imagine how much money the city alone can make just off the stadium. Because now, granted, the land has to be bought from the government, but I think they still have to pay taxes and they still have to pay a lease to the city. The city's going to make money. And this is this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer at all. So you got to, you got to put this team in D.C. at the RFK site. You got to do it the right way. Uh, like we were talking about the other night, if you had to come up with a name, call it Potomac Energy Stadium at RFK. You don't, even need, you don't even need a name right now. You just It can be called the stadium for right now. They mm-hmm. just, you just want that stadium back at that site. But here, here's the ugly part of it. What does Prince George's County do? They're going to be the losers in this. Yes. What do you do what with FedEx? I mean, you have to do. You have to tear it down. You can't. There's no. There's no room for eighty thousand seat stadium to sit there and do nothing. You're not. You don't have that many concerts and events in the world to even keep that afloat. I think that whole area goes. You know, you tear it down, and they're probably going to build housing because they can make uh, a shit ton of money off. You know, a couple high rises or some some brand new garden style apartments where they're charging thirty five hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom, mm. and you getting taxes and this that and the other. I mean, they they probably already dreaming, and they still got the land over mall site too. So yeah, yeah, they yeah yeah they they they're the losers in this. But also, if you live in that area, of PG County, you'll be you're welcome not seeing that traffic eight nine times a year. But PG County would be dumb enough to put. An Arundel Mills, 
Potomac Mill size mall on that spot. Nah, not not down the street from what they got. Not down the street from what they got. And, and, and it's this it's other factors that why that wouldn't work. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I said they'd be dumb enough to do it. But think about this. PG County fumbled the they fumbled the rock with the whole Landover Mall thing. You closed up now, I get it. Landover Mall wasn't the greatest to everybody, but it was a good go-to mall. If you would have kept that mall where it was at, across the street from the stadium, Daniel Snyder wouldn't have been a dick and say, Well, I don't want people to uh uh uh, uh walk across the street. I don't, you know, he 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 messed all of that up because people would go to Landover Mall, then walk across the street and go to the game. If you would have kept that the way it was, revitalized Landover Mall, but instead you closed Landover Mall, demolished it, and you put up the boulevard. The boulevard didn't even last 15 years before you demolished that. And the only thing over there is a Golden Corral, a Chuck E. Cheese, and Magic Johnson Theaters. That's not even Magic Theaters no more. Oh, and a, and a chicken fillet. And we got some uh, comments here. Uh, going back to the Big Ten discussion, um, Leroy says, I agree. Maryland will continue to get to get Big Ten ass whoopings because they are decades behind Big Ten football and will never catch up. Agreed. Um, he also says, no retractable roof. Send me that winter weather for home field advantage. RFK and the winner was such an advantage on the time we were going to the playoffs and Super Bowls. And I knew that was going to come up. And here's why you get the retractable roof. You have to think – Business-wise and future-wise, if you put the retractable roof on there, you're in contention for a Super Bowl, which brings a whole 90,000 Brinks trucks worth of cash to this cash flow to this area for the two weeks of media, the, the what do you call it, stuff, the NFL experience, the whole nine yards. We talked about this the last time. The city, this city has the infrastructure to hold and and, and, and it. There'll be one if that stadium comes here. That probably the next year or two after that stadium is open, they'll have a Super Bowl. It it'll be that quick. If you don't have a retractable roof, you lose. You're gonna lose out on that. You're gonna lose out on that. You're gonna lose out on a couple things because you have to think multi-purpose for that stadium. Concerts, um, you know, uh, the the big the monster truck jam. You have to think about everything that this stadium is going to house and how you get people there if you're going to have if you're going to build stores around it you're going to have your your dunkin donuts you're going to have a couple of shops uh, uh local businesses that that do food you have to find a way to keep people there and want to go there just like people are going out to the new wharf now which i hate by the way um that you know you you want to keep people down there you have to do this it can't just be like it is now where it's a football site it has to be um usable 365 and i know the stadium isn't going to be 365 usable but just if you got a new stadium you, you know beyonce's coming there you know your your, your big names are coming in to do this that and the hey, other Tay. you said what tay 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 taylor swift oh taylor swift you know and i know they have some of the you know the the things that they have in the rfk parking lots now you you you, you, do you move those to the stadium? You know, I don't know if you can, um, but you know, that, think about Super Bowl. Think about Super Bowl in this area and how big it'll be. And Ross says, "Still miss Landover Mall, brother. So do I. I miss going to Cavalier and getting me a nice fit for an event. I miss going to Boardwalk Fries. I miss the fountains. 
I miss the movie theater. I go on and on about Landover Mall. Great times. I never had a bad time at Landover Mall. I just uh, we 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 talking about the effect of them moving uh the stadium back to RFK. What happens to FedEx? And that's a, that, that's the the drawback. It's like does anybody? Uh, does anybody I, I got two commanders fan life on. Commanders fan, football team, Redskins. Do y'all care what happens to FedEx Field? The amount of injuries that's been in there, the amount of heartbreak. It's only one thing, and it's only one thing inside that stadium that I say needs to be uh, taken out of and taken out of the stadium and moved to the new stadium, and that's Sean Taylor's locker. That's the only thing. Midnight Rider. Um, I don't even, I don't care about anything that comes out of that place. I mean, it's had its moments and that's it. It's, 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 it's a thing. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it any better than FedEx was FedEx. You know, it was the house that, um, Jack built because Jack wanted something in the ground before he died. And I think that's the problem with with that place, and I think that's the problem that's been with the ownership afterwards. Is um, they took on something that never should have been there to begin with. And if and if the old man didn't smack Sharon Pratt on the butt or touch her butt, we'd have been good. So y'all y'all are both in an agreement. I think I think y'all are. Echo a uh, uh, ninety percentile of Commanders fans. They they could tear that place down now and have yeah. them play the oh, yeah. and, have, and have them play the Sports and Learner Complex next season. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know. I know what you're saying. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you Is we we talked about that stadium and nauseam here. It's just a bad stadium. The location. Getting there, walking up the hill, the food, the service. But you know what? I, I think I think Dan ruined that stadium because he didn't make it convenient for the people to be there. And I think um I think one of the things that Josh and the group that's gonna do is they're gonna make it okay for the average Joe to get to the stadium. Like they're they're this this experience we're about to get is um, it's going to knock you off your feet, but it's only going to knock you off your feet because the things that you had before were so bad that they're gonna they're gonna step up their game. I think you're gonna have um some kind of bus system or some kind of system to get fans from the the metro to the stadium. Like they're gonna focus on the fan experience to a level that you 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 yes, won't even. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say you won't understand, but I'm going to say like it's going to be a thing where they're going to make sure the fans are good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going it's almost going to be it's almost going to scare you. Yes. Feel, because you you're not going to feel unreal. Yep. Yes. It's yes. going to feel unreal the amount of love and support that they're going to I'm telling you. Before this man and this group bought this team, they knew 
and he said it a couple times, they knew where this franchise was and where this fan base was. They knew it. Magic knew it. Josh Harris knew it. Everybody that's, that 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 put in for this, they knew what they what this is going to be a, a uphill battle. That luckily, this team has pieces in place. I think the the biggest question mark is quarterback right now. We'll get you know that's a whole nother show, but we're not talking about a team that's only expected to win. They, right now, I think everybody predicts them last in in their division, but but depending, it, it, we know at, at the flip of a switch that can change depending on the quarterback play. So this, it's not like we're talking about this team is a, a five, six, seven year rebuild. We're talking about if you don't have the right quarterback next year possibly getting the right quarterback the, the season after and contending because of what you have on defense. So they, they're in a good position on the field. I think they're in a better a better position on the field than they are off the field and in the fan base, which is crazy. Um, but you have the fans. You have fans that have come back that said they would never support this team until Dan Snyder sold it. And you saw, you saw, you saw a group of fans back and somebody – Said it in one of the interviews. You've seen people out here at FedEx that haven't been out here in ages. So you have all that, and you're going to bottle all that up. And 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 like like the Midnight Rider said, it's going to be a fan experience out the gym. They're going to make sure that you're good. I'm I'm telling you. Like so so I said um, once the sale was done, I was like, you know what? I made a mistake because I should have applied for a sales job at. At the commanders, because because at this point we're gonna get to a spot where making sales is gonna be easy. Like you can sell, no matter what, you can sell anything. You can sell, you can sell an igloo to an Eskimo. You can sell a sea to a whale. Like you can sell all that stuff. And it's gonna be it's it's gonna be easy because this franchise means so much to everybody in the city, and we're getting back to that point. And I, I'll say this: you know how good it's gonna be. And I was just sitting here thinking about this while you gentlemen were talking. You 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 go during football season, and you know Magic shows up to majority of the games of teams that he owns. Yeah. Let's say it's a Saturday before. It's Dallas week. It's Saturday. Games on Sunday. And, you know, you, you decide that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and go downtown. I'm going to go down Georgetown, something like that. You see this tall six-foot-nine cat with this nice lady with him, and it's Magic and Cookie. Right. He got on his commander's gear. You got on yours. Imagine the type that's going to stop and talk to you. Right. Imagine, imagine we've never had an owner or anybody in the ownership group that's been a man of the people. Apparently, Josh Harris is with buying the whole the whole pavilion and everybody around the beers. Apparently, he is. But you already knew Magic was a man of the people. It's a new day all the way around the board. And I don't think this is for show because that's just who Magic is. He's just a man of the people. And him being a part of this ownership group and him to say, I didn't come into this as an ego thing. I came in to win. That's all I need to hear. 
Like I'm I'm trying to find me a knee brace now, a couple ankle braces, some wrist braces, and they, uh, they're gonna take me up real good. And I think I'm gonna get out there, run through a brick wall for the cat. You know, I already run through a brick brick wall for uh for Ron. So shit, let's go, let's get it. That's just how I feel. And Ron says, uh, magic is the key to bringing the community together with the team, and I agree with that. I agree. I agree. Uh, last but not least, uh, ask a question. We do this every year, so let me do it. Training camp starts on the 27th. They got 12 open practices. What we doing, fellas? We going to Ashburn this year? We actually going to get to Ashburn this year? You driving. Hey, you want me to drive? I drive. If we do it, it's, I think... For me, I think the best day is the 29th. That's next that's Saturday. Friday. No, that's the Saturday. No, the 28th. The 28th might be my best day. Uh, the 28th. What is that? Uh, Friday. Parking lot, yeah, parking lot opens at, at 730. Gates open at 8. Practice starts at 9. Mm, that's your best day. That's my best day, so maybe we can do it. If not, we can figure it out. I'm going to have to figure it out because uh, we got a got a lot of things coming up in the next couple of weeks, you know, sports-related yeah. and otherwise. We got training camp starting. Uh, the world's largest rubber duck is in town on the on the 4th, 5th, and 6th of August. I know we got you're super excited there. about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got the Montgomery County Fair on the 11th through the 19th. I'm going to give me a funnel cake of three. So we, we got things coming up. Got things coming up. Um, uh, fellas, final question before we go. Final question. Hold on. Let's see what we got in this comment. Come on. And Raw says, I would like to, but between work and the kids, there's no way. But I'll be reading and listening to everything. Ah. You know what we need to do? We need to do a we need to figure out a day because we've talked about barbecue. Yes. We need a barbecue day. Yes. Because I saw the and I and I want to commend um Don on the belt. Belt is immaculate. It is one of the best things I've seen us do as a group. And I know it's two of them. So, um, yeah, I want to give that credit and that the space it deserves as, as something that's outstanding. But we need to like have something where the junkies, the, the sports maniacs, the wrestle maniacs, we all come into a space and like we we just we just kick it, man. We just do our thing. Most definitely, most definitely. And I, I always think about that, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know everybody's schedule, but I think we had to put it put it out there and just kind of get it done before the end of the summer, right? And that way we got it done this year, and then next year we got a whole year to plan up for next year, right? Right. Facts. Uh, Top facts. I know we got kids. You know what? We 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 
just like we've been kicking around ideas about other stuff, let's kick around the ideas about that today. That's what the day that the rest of the day will be spent doing, kicking ideas about that. What day we can do it before the end of August? Here we go. Let, let, let's just say that, and then we put it out to the group. Hey, we're going to get barbecue this day, and we just pick a place to go get barbecue. We got places in Riverdale. You want to drive? We got places in, in Cobb Island. Uh, La Plata, Newburgh. I mean, I got places all over when it comes to barbecue. Now, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, if you want some of the best barbecue, I can tell you where to go. I got a guy. There we so, go. Uh, fellas, final question before we get up out of here. Does this new shot in the arm of a new ownership it's already taking hold of the fan base it looks like it's taking hold of the players does it translate on the field and even with the deficiencies of you saying it now because you don't know what he can or can't do the deficiency at, excuse me a quarterback does it energize the team on the field to the point where you, you you're like, okay, this is just a whole different franchise from top to bottom. I mean, I think I think this shot in the arm from a new ownership group is going to be uh, something that we don't we we don't expect because we haven't lived this. It's it's really going back twenty five years and having a new. Um, I'll use my favorite word. We, we're going to have a new nomenclature. Like, we're going to be different. We're going to speak a different language. You know, we spoke commanders, football team, and Redskins before. But what's going to happen is going to be something totally different. It's going to be another, another word group that we use to talk about this team going forward. Because I think they're going to change the name. Um, I wasn't one of those people that I wanted just the name to begin with, but I think the name will change in probably the next five years. And if they play it right, I think they'll do it when they go into the new stadium. So, um, yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna have something new coming to us and being put upon us. By this this new group that's gonna buy this thing. I think it, I think you're gonna see it the first home game. The stadium's gonna be sold out. Oh hell the, yeah! The energy's gonna be crazy. We saw I mean, it a little. I think the energy's been crazy all week. Yeah, it, it, but it, that that's never. It's been only a handful of times that's translated to FedEx Field. Right. So for to come in on a regular season game to see fans that haven't been there, you know, that's quit the team for because of Dan Snyder, um, to see that full, to see the energy in the parking lot, just to hear the cheer when it's the, the team comes out, just I don't think people realize how much a home crowd can give you the edge. And, if you, you know, um, unfortunately, I've never been to a, a Redskin game at RFK. So if you've been to RFK, I've heard the stories of the energy in there. And I think you're going to see some of that this season. 
and and if they can put together some wins, you know, I think you're going to get a whole host of season ticket holders back. Um, that place is going to be packed. I, I believe it's going to be packed now. Um, probably all the home games, and if they win, it's it's just going to be it's just going to keep growing and 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 keep uh, the energy is just going to keep building to where it's going to be, this is going to be crazy going to that stadium. People are just going to want to go there just to tailgate to, to be there and listen to the game on their phone and be around other fans. Right. So, 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 so boss, um, I'm, I was probably seven years old. Um, my first game I went to was Raiders versus the Redskins. And that game ended up being 35-38. Redskins won. And I've never, um, even with the, the highs and lows of FedEx, FedEx has never eclipsed the RFK situation. I was there when Daryl Green tips the pass away from Darren Nelson on 4th and one and we we go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, there's 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 no there's no experience like the RFK. Now I will say that FedEx has gotten close. So that three touchdown game that um, Santana Moss had against the Jacksonville Jaguars was close. Um, the Sean Taylor picking up a block field goal from Troy Vincent was close, but nothing's ever been close to being in that building called RFK and that stadium rocking and that stadium doing what it does and doing what it do. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it, man. Nothing uh, like it. Ross says, I think it translates to the players. I think you'll see more focused and motivated team. Uh, first game will be sold out, but by with our fans and not enemies, hail to the Redskins. Uh, if they can get one fourth of the RK energy, then it's going to be a special year. Uh, and that game, you you their first game was the Joe Washington screen pass, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Leroy says not to sound insensitive to what happened in New Orleans, but I think FedEx will be like the Superdome when it reopened in. 2000. You know what? That's crazy. I totally agree. I think I think the Cardinals are in for loss because what's going to happen that day? It's going to be un. It's it's going to be unique. It's going to be it's going to be like the millions. Like when the Rock comes out and says the millions in the world, there it is. I see you. You smoldering. Yeah. 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 You know it's funny because I tell my my son Smolders, Josh Smolders, um, but yeah, there's smoldering in that moment. It's like um, there's going to be this unique thing, and I can't wait for opening day because I think this team has a chance to almost bring back the world and bring back this fan base that. I, I don't know. I, I think they know, and I hope they know, but I don't know if they know. No, and like, um, 
this week at the bullpen, this week at Old Ox Brewery, um, like there's this this group of fans that just wants Washington to be Washington. And if we can get there, oh my God. Like we like 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 um there's this guy that does movies and he talks about the millions. And millions, <laughs> and that's what we got, man. It's just sitting right there, man. I think, I think you see, and this is not trying to be funny. I think the energy on opening day, you see some grown man in tears. Some, oh, it's gonna be, oh. it's gonna be grown men there in tears because that energy. And to what you said about the players, to, it's not their fault. They have no idea. They have no idea. I think they've only got 20, 30% of this fan base energy. They have no right. idea Bruh. what what full support. Now, the crazy thing is the Buffalo players understand that. Kansas City players understand that. The Green Bay, the, the certain fan bases that you know, Buffalo's been there since they've been losing. And that, that stadium's been packed and they know. They understand. You hear Josh Allen talk about it all the time, about how great those fans are. Unfortunately, because of what's happened here the last 20, 25 years, they've had these players have. They don't know the RG three. They he he's had some of those moments. He still doesn't get it. You know, the it just they don't understand what's in store for them when they walk out of there in that first home game. I, I just. That you can't even explain it. So, so all right, I'm gonna take a couple things here. So, first, Ross, yes, I was seven. It was literally a debate between my dad and my uncle. My dad was like, he ain't moving, and my uncle was like, nah, he gonna be all over the place because you know how your son is. And I literally, the only time I left my seat was to go get French fries. Um, and after that day, I literally was just uh, a staple in the group that would, would go and watch games. Um, to what you were saying, like I think, I think this world or this 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 city doesn't even understand what's happening and what can happen and what's going to be like the the bullpen. Old Ox, like, that's the tip of the iceberg. Like, first week Arizona Cardinals, I feel bad for Arizona. I feel bad for anybody coming into the stadium the the first couple of games of this because we're going to be – this is going to be Washington, being Washington. Um, I I told um, Chris Russell the other day, I was like, dog – RFK was different. RFK even to FedEx was different. There's there was these people in my in our section. It was an older white couple, and they brought their sons, and their sons and I grew up together. And when the the father died, they invited us to the funeral. And if you ever seen two people stick out more. Then, then sword like we stuck out at this funeral, and the second they said, "Oh, 
that's his Redskins family. Once they said that and how they accepted us, yeah, we were black and they were white and they didn't. Yeah, but it, it it's it's this city, this team means more to this world than anybody will ever understand. And when we get back to this, when we get back to this, there's 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 a culture that that, that nobody can ever like negate. Because Washington Redskins, Washington football team, Washington Commanders, Washington Red Wolves, Red Tails, Warriors, whatever it is, like we're going to fly. We're going to soar. Like when Ray Lewis say, there's when the eagle is up high. And and he sees when he's flying, it must be another eagle. It must be turn turn the volume up. Turn the volume. He plays. Turn the volume up. And if you find yourself flying with pigeons, you may be flying too low. So you show me your crown. Flying too low. I show you your future. If an eagle ever sees a bird flying at the same altitude that he's flying at, it must be. Of course. It must be another eagle. Of course. Because pigeons don't fly the altitudes of eagles. I got you, though. This this fan base, when this fan base is at its peak, we eagles. Ain't nobody flying on our level. And I'm not talking about fly, eagle, fly. I'm talking about Washington Redskins at its peak, at its height, at its hell to the Redskins, and you you gonna sing the whole song, and you might not know that run pass score fight because but you gonna no 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 that's we are at a point where we're gonna get back to that, and this world ain't gonna understand because that's us. At our fullest, and we ain't been there in a minute. We ain't been there, but we gonna get there. So if you ain't ready for this flight that we on, get your parachute, grab your luggage, cause we flying to higher heights. We gonna be on something different. Whether it's Josh Harris, whether it's Mitchell Reigns, whether it's Magic Johnson, it don't matter. The commanders, the the itchy gitchy ya ya yas, the um whatever you want to call us, cause our name don't matter, cause we gonna fly no matter what we are, we gonna be what our brand is. So get yourself ready, be ready, do what you gonna do, but strap up, cause if you gonna fly, we ain't taking no stragglers. We ain't taking no bandwagon jumpers. We going to be who we was back in 83, 84, 85, 91. That's what we are. I think that's I think that's coming too. I, I, it's going to be it's going to be a whole lot in that opening day, but I think that's coming to an impromptu hell to the Redskins by the crowd. I, I really I, I that that would probably crack the foundation 
of FedEx Field, but I, I think that's coming too. I, I really do. I, it's going to be that's going to be a yo, special yo. day. Yo, I. Mm. All right, I'm good. I I can't say no more. I can't. Well, I'm gonna say this. It's been a beautiful week, and uh, Ross is right. This team brought everyone together, no matter color or background. That's true. Uh, Leroy says, I wore Washington Commanders t-shirt yesterday, and no lie, at least eight people stopped me, and the belief is we are back. Yeah. Yo, it's, 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 you know, the, the amount or the level of what Washington is, like, I, I, like, I feel bad for my son because he doesn't know this. Like, like Washington commanders, Redskins, like our football is a language of love. And I don't know any way to say it. It's a language of love. And if you, you don't get it, you won't get it. But once you experience it, it's the greatest thing that it's it's the greatest gift of all. It's the greatest love of all to go Whitney Houston. Let me let me let me just say this. The the energy the fan base has period. Oh. And we 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 got a we got a rallying cry. It just it just feels like everything's falling into place for once for us. I love it, man. I love it. If right. you didn't live it, you don't get it. I agree with that. Just get get on a roller coaster, grab you a seat. Uh, it doesn't matter how tall you are, because this roller coaster is going to go. So, uh, final thoughts, gentlemen, before we end this thing. We back. <laughs> Boss BJ. Sorry, real. No, no, no final thoughts, man. I think the midnight ride of the last, you know, five minutes have said everything needed to be said. I appreciate that. Ross says, man, it's the first the first time in 25 years we have hope, real hope. I believe that. So it's only one way we can get up out of here. And, you know, he's not going to like the overlay. Please don't. Do but I, I, I You're going to set this up. franchise back 10 years. That's the rallying cry that brought everybody together. What's that? Oh, left hand up. Who are we? That's the rallying cry that brought everybody together. But hold on. I got one for you. Had the whole crowd screaming out. We want Shout out to my man, DJ Woody. Oh, goody. Coming through with that rallying cry, and it's taking legs of its own. He got another one coming. So that's my guy. I'm always going to support him. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just, I wish today was a, a, a football Sunday because it would be perfect. So, we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, talk some training camp news. Uh, oh my gosh, yo! Did y'all see um, 
Haiti versus um, Denmark? No. This morning? No. I mean, no, yesterday morning. No, I was asleep. Oh my gosh. Like Haiti, Haiti just ruined its own moment in the World Cup because um, I'm going to give you some World Cup soccer women's division. And I, I know KG is like laughing because. I said I was going to do this as a joke, but this morning, I, I mean, yesterday morning, I got a little more invested than I was supposed to be because Haiti's the first time in the, this tournament, and they had a chance to actually make a play to, to either tie up this game or make it interesting, and they just, like, just threw it away. And and it was, it, oh, my gosh, it was so frustrating because I was with them. In, I mean, Denmark's one of those teams that you, you expect to be in the finals or at least in the semifinals. And they're playing this elite level. And I swear to God, if you had booking before this started, you probably would have made money off of this game being 1-0 or whatever it was. But, oh, my goodness. Like, Haiti has a corner kick. The corner kick comes out to the middle of the, the field. And instead of the girl trying to set the ball down and create a set, she actually kicks it over the goal. And now they're just, yeah, they, they just ruined their whole opportunity to, to make a play. And I know BJ's probably like rolling his eyes and like thinking like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just, oh my gosh. Well, he really going to roll his eyes on Tuesday because uh, we got to talk about the Las Vegas Aces and their hot-ass start. Okay. But, so. yeah, man, it's just I, – I just didn't understand what Haiti was doing, and they they could have came away with a a bigger imprint on um, the women's soccer um, World Cup. So that's it. Let's go out because we don't do anything, and we definitely don't do <laughs> – Thank you all for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, be back on Tuesday. But y'all know the motto. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.